Welcome to the Popcorn Talk Network. For the online broadcast network that features movie discussion, news, and interviews, press one. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. From the Popcorn Talk Network, the online broadcast network for movie talk, and the schmoes know, this is Meet the Movie Press. Roundtable movie news and commentary from the industry's premier film journalists. Hello, Schmoville. Welcome to Meet the Movie Press, and let's get right to it. Jeff Snyder, film reporter from The Wrap. Welcome back. back, everybody. How you doing, man? Hi, Schmoville. Man, uh, Sundance, huh? Man, I'm exhausted. I I bet. Four or five hours of sleep a night if I was lucky. Jeez, one, I know. One I, night was 90 minutes. Oh, my God. So I'm pretty wiped. I know. You guys who go to Sundance and cover this, I, I am not. I love that my mom is calling me right now. I'm just going to take mom, a little. don't you know that we tape a podcast Should I take hour? this on air? Do it. Oh, my God. I'm going to do it. Speakerphone. Speakerphone. Hey, hey, Mom, I'm in the middle of my show. Remember? Okay. That happened. That happened. That just happened. It's so funny. My mom has no idea what I do. Nope. And asks me hundreds of times. Anyways, guys, sorry for that. I thought it'd be fun. Eh, whatever. I am Mark Riley, editor-in-chief of Schmoesno.com. And uh, uh, as I said... I'm Jeff Snyder, film reporter for TheRap.com. Yeah, and I was saying that you guys doing Sundance, man, I mean, I was talking to Alicia Malone last night. People are still there. People are still there. How it's crazy. I thought it was just a weekend. I It seems to change every year for me, but no, it's, it's, a whole, it's, it's, it's a whole week. It's like a 10-day festival, Yeah, uh, and I generally stay for like the first five or six days, and then, uh, you know, it's the real troopers who stay the second half. Yeah. So there are people there, you know, until the closing night. Wow. So... Do you find that the first the weekend, the first few days of the festival is like the main time? That's, that's yeah, it. that's that's front loaded with the best titles and stuff. Yeah, um, you know, the, there's more sales activity the first half of the festival, mm-hmm. the bigger premieres, that kind of stuff. So yeah, I think it's important to be there for the first half. Yeah, you don't necessarily need to stay the whole time. Yeah, I get it. I stayed just about the perfect amount of time. I could have done maybe one more day, but yeah, the people who are still there, man, you guys, you guys <laughs> have way more stamina than I do. Yeah, I know. I mean, I'm hearing. I mean, Alicia Malone says she saw 20 movies in six days. So it's, is that? That's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. And how I about got, you? I got sent a lot of pre-festival links and stuff. Okay. So all in all, I've seen 22 films in the lineup. Wow. Um, but I only saw 10 movies during the actual festival. Yeah. Man. That is, um, a, that is a, that is a rigorous schedule. Yeah. And it was, it was a pretty good festival this year, I thought. Yeah. There yeah. was, uh, you know, listen, it's every Sundance, there's a bunch of crap to wade through. Yeah. Those sort of stereotypical Sundance movies. Sure. But, um, there were some real good ones. So, uh, I guess I'll just dive right in. Yeah. What stood out to you? I, I want to get, you know, uh, your, your thoughts on there Sundance. Were, there were probably four films that stood out t- to me, at least the ones that I saw, and then I'll tell you guys about the ones that I didn't see. Okay. Um, I love The End of the Tour, the David Foster Wallace movie. Okay. Uh, starring Jason Siegel and then J- Jesse Eisenberg as a Rolling Stone, Stone reporter. And maybe it's because I'm a reporter. Sure. And this was a great movie about writers and writing and process and, you know, they're breaking down sort of how David Foster sort of, David Foster Wallace came to be who he uh, turned out to be. Okay. Um, and this this is, this is the dramatic turn by Siegel, is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There is some humor in it. There uh, is, there's yeah. There's actually a really funny scene where the guys go see Broken Arrow. <laughs> <laughs> so there's, there's like the whole scene on the train from Broken Arrow. Which, All uh, right. You mean the John Woo, yes, uh, d- uh, Christian Slater, John Travolta? So I, I, I love, love that. It. A24 bought that. Uh, they Those guys have great taste, and they got a few movies during the festival. Uh-huh. Um, I really liked Cop Car with Cop Kevin Car. Bacon. Oh, two, uh, the Baconator. That, that was one of the two midnight, uh, you know, um, I guess only two midnight movies have sold so far. Um so anyways, it's about two 10-year-old boys who find a cop car in the middle of the woods. Okay. And there's a surprise in the trunk. Okay. And Kevin Bacon sort of plays the evil sheriff who is desperate to get his car back. Oh, okay. Ooh, I'm already like piecing together the story in and my so head. That felt like a uh, Coen Brothers, like an early Coen Brothers, like Blood Simple meets Amblin. Ooh, oh wow, really cool. Tone. Ooh, I like that. I really liked it. Uh, Howard Reporter kind of crapped all over it. Um, yeah, whatever. You know, they they have their opinions. The other two movies that I really like were Dope. Uh-huh. Uh, which got a lot of buzz at the festival and wound up going to Open Road, and that was sort of about 33, sorry, 30, three nerdy black teenagers in Inglewood. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Who are obsessed with 90s hip-hop. Yes, yes. Yeah, Alicia talked about this last night as well. Yeah, I, I really like Dope. Um, you, you guys you guys are, are mentioning pretty much some of the same movies, so these are... Yeah, I'm these sure there's going to be so, some overlap, and, and yeah. there's a, a, a sort of breakout star turn by Shameik Moore. Okay. Um, and then, uh, what was the other one that I really liked? Oh, The Stanford Prison Experiment. I wow. thought that was fascinating yeah, based heard... on the actual experiment. Sure. Great young cast. You know, they take uh, essentially 18 guys or whatever. Nine of them are prison guards. Nine of them are um, prisoners. Uh-huh. And Billy Crudup just kind of sits back and watches, you know, this thing go to absolute shit. Wow. Um, God, I envy you guys. So it was cool. Movies. But, you know, the, the big movies that people are going to come away talking about um, yeah. were Me and Earl and the Dying Girl, which I did not get to see. Yeah, I heard that. That's the Sarah Silverman. Is that correct? No. no this one is with Thomas Mann and Thomas, Olivia oh, Cook. Oh, I'm sorry. The, the other one is Sarah Silverman one is... Uh, I saw the Sarah Silverman movie. She was excellent in it. It's called I Smile Back. Yes. It was Thank the you. bleakest movie that I saw at Sundance. It was so depressing. Oh, boy. There's no hope or redemption at the end of that film. Oh, man. But she does a very good job. You know, okay. warts and all. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, Me, Earl, and the Dying Girl was the one that kind of, that you saw headlines about 12 million. It didn't actually sell for anything close to 12 million. Oh, it didn't. But, uh, yeah, Fox Searchlight took a, made a different deal. Okay. Um, with more upside for the filmmakers. And then the other one with a lot of buzz Searchlight also got was Brooklyn. That sold for 9 million. That's just an Irish immigration story with, um, Saoirse Ronan. Mm, okay. And, you know, there were the documentaries that got, uh, a lot of attention. Scientology. Sure. The Scientology the one, Hunting yeah. Ground, which was about campus rape um Ooh, that's interesting uh the kurt cobain movie i, I heard a that lot of yep. Buzz. yep so you know it was a it was a pretty good lineup all in all yeah so when you're there uh this is a question a lot of people ask you know parties <laughs> are you going to parties or are you I, just working too I, much? I have one party night. I, I went out hard on Sunday night. Okay. I went to the UTA party after waiting in, in line for an hour. Ugh. Um, in the cold? Is and, it like, are you just sitting there freezing? You are sitting there in the cold. Oh. Yeah, deals are breaking around you and you can't really file. And my boss was... You know, definitely uh, <laughs> screaming at me that night. What are you doing? Why right. are you partying? Exactly. Okay. Um, it's so Sunday. You, yeah, and then I, I tried to get into the, the WME lounge, actually, Ooh. after the UTA party. This is at like 3 in the morning. Oh, my God. And uh, there there was an incident. I'm not going to go into the details. But uh, basically, they had said that, that, that they were at capacity and that a pipe had burst inside the WME lounge. And so that's why they couldn't have as many people as they typically have. Okay. I sure enough found... There was no pipe burst. Oh, no. Guys, just... you can't pull one over on me. Some of these bouncers should be agents, because they can just spin you. Yeah, right. Oh, my um, God. That's funny. And then, I mean, did you guys hear about the Emil Hirsch thing? Yes, that's what I was going to say. When you said yeah. incident, I'm like, oh, oh. are you with uh, Emil Hirsch? When... No, no, no. So, guys, I don't know if you've heard about this one. It's not, I mean, it's it's news. It's, uh, it's movie-related, I suppose, because of Emil Hirsch. But he, what do he do? Did he punch a Paramount exec? Yeah, I don't, don't want to. <laughs> also, I've heard some 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 rumors and gossip about this. Yeah, it boils down to the fact that uh, Emil Hirsch definitely put a a female Paramount executive in a headlock. In a headlock, at the very least. Some Ve- some describe it as a chokehold. Very nice, but Emil. The bottom line, yeah, it's like you know, I I don't know what instigated allegedly, it. Right, right. I, right? I don't know what started it. Um, yeah. <laughs> I've I've heard rumors, but yeah, Emil, you can't be putting your hands on on women at a film festival at Tau. Like, no, that's the no. most visible place. No, no, yeah, so, yeah. This this, I mean, that out of Sundance, anything like that is going to hit like news ex- major. Exactly, and you know that those Park City cops are just like itching to bust. Oh yeah, the big Hollywood people. Who exactly. Come into town, I bet so. they roll their eyes every year. Here we go again. We're going to have all these guys running around putting people in headlocks. Li- probably, they're probably licking their chops. Those cops. Oh yeah, I bet. Um, so that's pretty amazing. Uh, so yeah, all, all in all, it was a pretty good week. The rap had um, a video studio this year. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, I was, we I was retweeting content. Some. Yeah, so it was cool. I got to talk to a lot of cool people. I, I met Spike Lee. Oh, uh, and I, 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 I nice. I'll, I'll relay my my Spike Lee story real quick. I was just yeah, like, please, Spike. You know, I feel your pain this year with the Knicks being so terrible. My Celtics are horrible. Okay, and he's like, "You from Boston?" Uh-huh. And I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "You a Patriots fan?" Uh-huh. He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Cheater." <laughs> <laughs> JT, JT is in the back. I know. I didn't. I almost wore my Seahawks hat to to sit with you. Yeah, but I decided <laughs> against it. I can't lose this week, guys, because I I grew up with the Seahawks kicker. Oh, you did. 
Yeah. Okay. We we played soccer together. He always had a big leg. He didn't play football in oh, high school. And now he right. makes three and a half million dollars a year. So I'll never be the most successful kid on my own block. There you go. Well, that's, um, that's awesome. Okay, yeah. good. So, I, I, I talked to Kevin Smith. We did we did a Kevin Smith, Kevin Pollock, Lisa Kudrow panel. That was uh, a lot of fun. Oh, that's great. I met Ben Mendelsohn, who was really cool. Yeah, yeah. And I, uh, you know, had forgotten some questions that I was asking everybody as they came in. And I mm. guess Ben had seen the previous interview. Mm-hmm. So he actually interviewed himself. Oh, good. You know, it's little, little moments like that that, that yeah. make the trip worthwhile. But it's good to be back in L.A. And yeah. You know, I, I missed the show last week, but I heard Christian did a good job. Christian did a great job. Yeah, I got to interview him. I got to spin it on him finally. You yeah. know, I get to, I get to talk to him, and we talked about you know the schmoes and how we started and this and and how where we are now. And then we geeked out a little bit on a hopeful news break. So very cool. Which well, we yeah, will listen. Do. I mean, I can talk about Sundance all day, but um, you know, I, I feel like we're not going to see these movies for six to nine months. So yeah. let's let's dive in on, on the news. Yeah, and, guys. And, so a lot of news this week to discuss, and just to let you know we might we might might we are crossing our fingers here uh frosty from collider uh is going to try and call in he is very busy he was going to come into studio um but then some interviews popped up and we were going to talk about he broke collider got it handed to these guys got the hell of a week for collider hell of a week for collider first official like kind of stills Speaking to Simon Kimberg and Josh Trank yep. about Fantastic finally Four. Finally got those guys to open up. It, yeah, he finally got them to open up, and it was a kind of a one-two punch. We had the interview drop at Collider, and then the next day we got the trailer. Yep. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. I'm hoping that Frosty's going to – And uh, – What's that? And – And – Frosty also sold his site. He sold his site? I did not know this. Wait, you didn't know this? No, I did not. Oh, Yeah. Oh my God! Frosty sold Collider to Complex Media. Complex Media, okay. Now he's still obviously going to be running things day to day. Sure, okay. You know, but but yeah, he he took that Nikki Fink money. Nice. <laughs> well, we got to talk about that. I had no idea. That's yeah, the big it's week. Great for him. Yeah, that guy. He actually co-hosted with me when you were gone once. Oh, okay. um, so he came in, and that guy is just the coolest. He's, I, a, he's a hustler. He is a hustler, and I got to tell you, he's one of the most professional guys I've ever met. I mean, I email him mm-hmm. and it's like five seconds later he's on it i yep. mean i he must have like 15 windows open on his computer just going yep 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 Frosty yep. has a chip in his head he does we turn him on like lobot from uh, empire strikes back <laughs> so he's pretty cool yeah um, i th- honestly i th- i just thought it was like it gave hope to sort of bloggers everywhere like if you're a absolutely. webmaster out there with your own site there are you know larger companies paying attention like cl- complex media or whatever yeah um and you never know when you're gonna get that offer uh, to well, cash in good it gives me hope then because that's what i am <laughs> that's what we're looking for for the schmoes that's what we're looking for the schmoes yeah, yeah schmoesno.ao yeah. <laughs> yeah, who's out there? AOL? We'll take it. Uh, so yeah, guys, uh, we'll, we'll maybe get to, uh, Frosty. Um, looks, looks good, but, uh, you know, things can change. So we'll talk about that. And then, uh, we'll do some hopeful news break. We got a lot of news that broke. Uh, so why don't we go into, JT, are you ready for this? A little hopeful news break. Oh yeah. There we go. Guys, every week. On Wednesday and or Thursday, we drop a hopeful news break in. It's what you want to hear, guys. What's out there? What's kind of making some waves? And can it happen? I ask my expert sitting next to me because sometimes, I don't know, I just kind of look and go, yeah, that's cool. But, guys, we will read it on air. And I like this because this is actually making some waves. And I want to get to it. Let me find it again. Is this, is this what I think it is? It is. Ty William. You're such an awesome kid, man. You, you I, I see you dropping comments all the time. Is there any validity to Tyrese Gibson as Jon Stewart? You know, other than him talking out of his behind. Okay. Is he talking out of his behind? I think that's what he means. Uh, Jeff, I mentioned this off air, and Jeff, your exact response was? No, this is not going <laughs> to happen. Give me a break. Tyrese is Green Lantern. Yeah. They already screwed this character once. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're <laughs> they want a sure thing as Green Lantern now. Yeah, and I've heard, you know, I I hear fans clamoring for Idris Elba as Jon Stewart. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's where they're going to go. I think they're going to go the get get rid of the Hal Jordan because of the Ryan Reynolds uh, flop. So I think they'll go to Jon Stewart. So there's going to be Marvel DC, DC crossover. I guess. No, well, what do you well, mean, Idris Elba? I mean, he's he's Marvels. That's right. That's right. Well, I don't know. I just know that the fans want him. But that might not happen, guys. But then I've heard Idris Elba was like, 
you know, Marvel screwed me and I don't want to do it anymore. And I just, I don't think that Tyrese is, is the guy. Yeah. I don't. I don't either. I, I don't even think we're going to get any kind of Green Lantern news for a while. I think that they're really going to focus on Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. They're going to drop in Aquaman and Cyborg, I hear, in the first movie. And mm-hmm. then, then, then they're going to really start pressing because I know we have a Green Lantern movie coming out in like, I don't know, 15 years. It's, <laughs> it's just so many coming out now. I'm just like, yeah, my grandkids are going to go to the opening night of, of uh, with, with maybe Jaden Smith as Green Lantern. Oh, my God. I mean, listen, kudos to, to Tyrese for getting that, the whole campaign rolling and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. But yeah, I don't, I don't see it at Guys, all. Guys, I, what I think is happening, what I see happening is a fan and a name, somebody that has some clout in the business because he's Tyrese. He's in Fast and Furious franchise. I think what he's doing right now is he wants Green Lantern and he's taking it to social media. But and he's, he's and he's getting everybody uh, excited, the fans of his. He's not Vin Diesel. I, I just feel like right. if, you, if you were actually up for a role, there's no way you would campaign like this in public. Like this yeah. stuff has to go on b- behind closed doors. Yeah, yeah, I agree with it's that. It's almost like a last gasp attempt. Yeah, I, I I totally agree with that. So yeah, that's that's a film reporter from the rap, Jeff Snyder's yeah. expert opinion. I agree with it. If this, and I I think it'll segue nicely into this next point, guys, that we want to talk about. If it was, say, Chris Pratt is Indiana Jones, I think we're talking about something different here. I think... That's much more realistic. That's more realistic. And Deadline drops this exclusive a couple days ago, guys. Chris Pratt being uh, being basically Disney's first choice for Indiana Jones in a reboot. I'm not calling it a reboot anymore. I think it's just a continuation like James Bond. That's what Spielberg and Lucas set out to do. They said, I want to make a James Bond movie. And Lucas said, well, how about Indiana Smith? No, I don't like Indiana Smith. How about Indiana Jones? And the rest is history. So I think what they're going to do is just it's going to be another Indiana Jones adventure with a new actor. Jeff, what do you think? Chris Pratt? Do you think this is legit? Are they really going after? Um, I mean, I think so, probably. But uh, Tina Review has been talking about this for a while. Uh, El Mayimbe was saying that, the, you know, Bradley Cooper at one point. And that they're gonna reboot this franchise, and sure, and they are. Um, yeah, they can't just let that IP wilt. Um, yeah, and Chris Pratt, I think, is the right age. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, someone. I guess they're not gonna make it for what four or five more years, and then probably. I mean, I think they want to get their ducks in a row. I mean, they're gonna have Star Wars blow up, and then they have Indiana Jones, so they're gonna go. They're gonna go after it. Right. I would. I would be a little wary of. You know, if I was Pratt of doing too many franchises, you know, it depends if there's another Jurassic sequel. Yeah. Which you know, there, there probably will be, right? But. Right. Uh, obviously, we don't know if he survives Jurassic World, but I, I would imagine that he does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then you have Guardians and Jurassic, and it's just like I don't know. You, you, I'd be careful. Yeah. I guess Harrison Ford though had a bunch of franchises too. If sure. And Jack Ryan as well. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess you look at the the history of of the Indiana Jones franchise. Lucas didn't want. Harrison Ford because of Han Solo. He was like, no, he, he's on my, he's my Han Solo. Right. So let's go get Tom Selleck. And then, and you know, Peter Coyote, my favorite uh, story about Peter Coyote, who ended up being Keys in E.T., off of his audition for Indiana Jones, walks in as the swashbuckler archaeologist in character and trips over a lamp and, like, <laughs> falls in front of Spielberg. <laughs> and guess what Spielberg did? He went, no, you're not right for it. But, however, remembered him and then cast him in E.T., which I thought was pretty That's cool. That's a great story. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you knew that. Um but, yeah, I mean, Chris Pratt's uh, Peter Quill is already essentially like Indiana Jones in space. Yeah, he's kind of a hybrid, I see, of Indiana and Han Solo, mm-hmm. really. I mean, he's like kind of a perfect – and that's what we were talking about last night on the main show was I just don't see – I, you know, I did it first. I talked myself into it in the article I was writing, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I could see it. I could see it. But then the more I thought about it and having heard Bradley Cooper's name, Bradley Cooper seems more – Right for Indiana Jones. Sure, sure, but I, I think that they're maybe they want somebody a little bit younger, someone who they can grow the franchise with over the next ten to fifteen years. That that might be true. Yeah. So you think? Do you think we could get a whole new sequel? Not sequel. Uh, trilogy of Indiana Jones films. I mean, that's the way the executives think. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why everything these days has to be a trilogy. I, know. I don't know. You know, how come no one's like, oh, we're going to do two great pictures? <laughs> I know, right? Like, it's always this trilogy thing. Um, well, look, and I don't know why. Since it was always like, a trilogy in my head. It I'm, used to be no. um, that, that they would do these trilogies for like DVDs and box sets and stuff, but nobody buys those anymore. Yeah. Nobody buys physical media. So I don't know why, you know, everyone is so hung up on the number three. Yeah, I think, right, money. 
It's just you know they just keep wanting to you know to print money in the bank. And Pratt would be good, no doubt. But it's all listen. It's all going to come down to the filmmaker. It's all going to come down to the tone that they want. Is this going to be a darker Indiana Jones or sort of like an adventure? You know. So, yeah, I don't know. I think Whatever. I would love to see actually Spielberg do one more with a new actor. I think that would be cool. Nope. You don't want that? <laughs> no. Whole new blood? Dude, Steven Spielberg. No. no. You should be making real movies. <laughs> but leave the popcorn shit to other people. Yeah, there you go. Young up-and-comers or something. All right, let's move on, guys. Uh, what else is out there? Jeff, we have a lot. we got to talk Ghostbusters for a second. Please, let's talk Ghostbusters, guys. You're talking about it here on the chat board. So, Thank you very much, by the way, for jumping in. So it looked like Variety and Hollywood Reporter had sniffed something out because they, were, they, were, they posted within a minute or two of Paul Feig's tweet. But regardless, Paul Feig got that tweet out first. So yes, he did. No one could really claim the exclusive. Did anybody um, claim the exclusive? Hollywood Reporter did for a while, but they took off the tag. <laughs> okay. um, so we have Melissa McCarthy, who we already knew. Yes. We have Kristen Wiig, who makes you know a lot Perfect of sense, sense, you know, pairing her with them. Yeah. And then the two surprises, and I gotta tell you, I mean, these, I would never in a million years have guessed that these two would have gotten it. As early as, you know, early in the week, I was still on Sony's Asked About Emma Stone. That's what, what I was hearing. Right. Yeah. That's so, exactly. We were like uh, Emma Stone was looking like she was going to be in it, which I hoped right. she would. But anyway, so Kate McKinnon and Leslie Jones from Saturday Night Live. I love it. Yeah, I, I think seeing those four together, um, it's going to be cool. Kate yeah. McKinnon is is the best thing on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, Leslie Jones has not really found her footing on SNL, but you can totally see her being the sort of muscle of this crew. Yeah, of being like the Terry Crews, if you will. Yeah, and like imagine if a Ghostbuster like scares the a ghost scares the hell out of her. That reaction that you're going to get on her very expressive face. Yeah, um, I I think it'll be perfect. Yeah, I I actually I like the cast. I would have loved to see Emma Stone. Um, no, and yeah, I'll get into that. But continue. Sorry. Okay. Um, just because I'm a fan of hers and I could see her in that that world, but I think I I don't know her, but the choices that she makes for her movies, it makes sense that she's not in it right now. Mm-hmm. I think that was her call. Um, I could be wrong, um, but with this, also it was wasn't it Hitfix that dropped like kind of some plot details and yeah, character Hitfix, descriptions. Drew had some amazing stuff. Yeah, um, it looked like he had gotten his hand on a copy of the script. Yeah, and he mentioned that Sony is trying to get Bill Murray back. Yeah. To play the, the William Athen- Atherton character or something like that no. from the first film. No. Stop. No. Do not do that. Move on. You, because if he's in a Ghostbuster movie in a different character than Peter Venkman, no. I don't think it'll work. I think it would because, uh, listen, you he is not coming back as Peter Venkman. It no, seems like that is very obvious. So, yeah. listen, we all still want Bill Murray whether in, in every movie. Sure. Uh, <laughs> so if we want him in this movie, I, I'll take him as another character other than Peter Venkman if that's what it takes. It would be yeah. a kind of nice tongue-in-cheek meta nod to the to the first. Script. I guess you could call it that meta nod. Yeah, because I am thinking in li- quite literal terms. You see Bill Murray come into a Ghostbusters world, and if Fig is talking about this does exist in the same universe as Ghostbusters, I can't wrap my head around having. Does it? I, I mean, so that's that what Paul he said. Has said that. Okay. Yeah, because I'm like I'm I'm wondering. Are Aykroyd and and, uh, and Ernie Hudson going to show up for cameos? Because they've always wanted to come back. Yeah, I think so. And I so. think that, you know, before Feig took a ho- control of the script, there was going to be that linkage and it was going to be, you know, the sons or, or whatever of the Ghostbusters. I yeah. don't know that, that these are the daughters of the Ghostbusters. It doesn't seem like it. I don't think so. I think it's a whole... And maybe it is. I mean, it's, it's a little muddy out there, but maybe this is a complete just reboot. Can I just end with Riley on this? If he's not Peter Vakeman, I do not want him in a Ghostbusters movie. Thank you. It just yeah. would, it would make no sense to me. It, it would just be hard. It would be hard for me to just to separate. my. I, I, I know he could do it, and he would make me laugh, and it would work. I know it would work, but I just would sit there looking, going, especially if Aykroyd shows like, up. Why isn't he Peter Vakeman? Yeah. yeah. Okay, if Aykroyd, show, Aykroyd shows up as Ray and does a cameo and goes, hey, look at me. Here's Here's a proton pack. Move on, go get ghosts, and then later on down the line, here comes Bill Murray as the William Atherton character. I'd be like, huh? Yeah, you know, just, okay, fair enough. So that's but, just my take on I, it. I am glad that they did not go with Emma Stone, because yeah. to me, that that's the sort of Hollywood casting that dooms this movie. Sure. I think that going with real comedians yeah. like Leslie Jones and Kate McKinnon um, is going to be a real boon for, for this film. I agree. And it, um, it has the kind of, there's a very similar kind of line in the casting from the original. 
we had the Saturday Night Live. Right, alums. exactly. It, it continues the spirit of, of the show and, mm-hmm. and that kind of a thing. Um, and I mean, Melissa McCarthy and Kristen Wiig are really all the star power I think that this film needs. Yeah, and the then brand itself the is going to get you to a certain dollar point. And I, I love, and you know, a lot of people, God, you guys out there, the, the, the chauvinists out there, man, you just look stupid when you come out and say stupid things about of all female Ghostbusters movie. Why aren't you happy about this? I see it all, everywhere. Yeah, I mean, listen, I was like that at first too, or it was like, do we really need an all female reboot? Like, this isn't Ghostbusters. It's not. Yeah, I mean, I, I was just yeah, sorry. I, I was like, you know, you go the all female reboot with something, with anything else. But Ghostbusters is kind of my jam. That's my franchise more than Star Wars and Trek and indie. Oh, okay. Um, so I, I was a little disheartened to start with, but then it's like, how do you argue once they got a cast like this? I yeah, mean, going all female. You, you, they were not going to do much better than they did. Yeah, and I mean, it, and it's like to be calling it all female and 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 you know where are the dudes and everything. There's going to be a bunch of dudes in here as well. I don't doubt that there's going to be a maybe a dude putting on a, a proton pack and fighting alongside I'd these girls. I'd still love to see like a Rick Moranis type, oh, me a too. nerdy kind of guy trailing after these women. Yeah, and uh, let me ask you this though, with the with the reveal that that Drew dropped over at Hitfix. We have a character that sounds awfully M- Melissa McCarthy-like um, in the MTA bus driver. Oh, okay. uh-huh. I hope it's not her. Do, do you know what I mean? I'm like hoping that we get a little bit of a different Melissa McCarthy in this one. You know, not the obvious, oh, the schleppy girl that's cracking jokes behind the bus, you know, driving the bus and then comes into contact with the head baddie ghost and then becomes a ghostbuster, whatever. That's... The line of thinking going out there. What do you think of that? Yeah, honestly, I read that report. I couldn't. Um, I mean, he was kind of guessing at, at who yeah. people felt yeah, like. Yeah, right? guessing. I mean, Leslie Jones could just as easily be the bus driver sure. too. Yeah, um, because it just made sense to me to have McCarthy and Wig be the old friends who wrote the book together and then yeah. went their separate ways. Yeah. So you know, I, I don't know. Okay, I, I can't really comment on, on that kind of thing. But sure, um, I, I suspect that you are you are going to get the Melissa McCarthy that we all know and love in this movie. Sure. And I'm okay with that because I like I like her stuff. I mean, even she's had some stinkers, sure. They all do, but I like uh, overall, she's goddamn talented, guys. So, it's pretty awesome. So, how about this one? You had a exclusive yeah, I rushed Let's out of uh, results. The Andrew Bajalski movie with um, Guy Pierce and Kobe Smolders. Oh yeah, who, who I became a fan of this week. Yeah, uh, yeah, she was she was good in the movie. She's cute. Oh good. Um, she had some sass. So yeah, I, I, I had to run out in the middle of that movie to file this. Uh, that Liam Hemsworth. Yeah, has de- he definitely has the offer for the Independence Day sequel. There you go, guys. Liam Hemsworth. We got Thor's little brother. And I do not anticipate him turning it down. You know, when you look yeah. at his movies outside of The Hunger Games, like Paranoia, I just don't think he can afford to turn down a major sequel and working with Roland Emmerich and that kind of a thing. Yeah. Now, this I like this. I mean, I think he's I think he's great and I think I I like the Independence Day movie. I would I kind of I'm a little mixed on, you know, do we need another one? Nah, but I'll watch it. I can't wait. And I think he's a fantastic actor, and I totally agree with you. So. Um, he was the biggest name on, on the short list that we were sort of working off and tracking. Uh, I think that there was also some interest in Logan Lerman. Okay. Uh, and I think Austin Stowell was one of the names that we had also heard. Okay. Uh, so, so it ended up going to Liam. Now, the interesting thing is... You know, what is going to happen with, with the, those Michael B. Jordan rumors? That's what I was going to ask you next. So, I... I don't know if he has like a sort of overall deal at Fox, at Fox or some kind of yeah. holding deal or, mm-hmm. you know, whether they can actually make him be in this movie or not. Uh, you know, when I did the original story, I think I was, gonna, I said that he was going to play, um, Will Smith's son. Okay. I'm hearing something different now and I don't, this is totally unsubstantiated. So. Okay, guys. Take this so, all with a grain of salt. Grain Shmogo. of salt. You know how it goes. I had someone telling me this week at Sundance that Michael B. Jordan was going to be playing Will Smith's character. That he was oh. taking over the role of Captain Stephen Hiller or whatever the hell the guy's yeah, name is. Yeah, I can't remember. Okay. Now, I don't know how that makes sense, really, because, you know, if that character stays the same age, which is like late 20s, you know, however. Like, yeah. You're going to have Bill Pullman and, and Joel, Jeff Goldblum and people like that who are who have aged 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I don't, don't... That didn't make sense to me, but that is what I heard from somebody. That, okay. Yeah, that doesn't make sense to me, but... It, <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't know how that would work. I don't gonna, know either. Then again, I don't Michael know B. Jordan script. still he looks like a baby still. I mean, he is but pretty he, young. He looks looking. like he could play Will Smith sure. when you know when At Will that Smith. Age. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, but yeah, that would be weird to see. You know, twenty years later, Jeff Goldblum, who flew the last mission with you know uh, Will Smith's character, blew up the the mothership and whatnot. I'd, I'd be curious to see who they cast as like a young Randy Quaid. <laughs> I know, right? Well, he's. Uh, I hope they bring Randy Quaid back. He's supposedly dead. I mean, oh, okay. he blew up the the mothership, the, or the other whatever ship it is. Uh, you know, to, for revenge for the anal probe. So, yeah. listen, I, I have no idea if that's true. I mean, we didn't. I don't even think that we mentioned Michael B. Jordan in our yeah. Liam Hemsworth story. And if we did, I didn't write it. You know, I was kind of just di- dictating the, uh, some some quick facts over the phone to people. But okay. um, yeah, no, I mean, I yeah, think Liam Hemsworth. That's that. It's a good call, guys. What do you think of uh, Independence Day uh, sequel? ID forever. That's what they're calling it. Yep. Liam, Hen- Liam Hensworth. Do you guys like it? I'm looking at the chat board right now. It's just going to be one movie, not yeah. two. It's not going to be two? Okay, yeah. I know. There was originally talk of like a back-to-back shoot. Yeah, yeah I don't see that happening. Yeah. They want to see what they have, see if this franchise has any life left in it. Cool. I like it. Well, let's move on then. So we got some more stuff going on out there. We got some Suicide Squad rumors. Right? Ton of rumors over yeah. at Joe Blow, right? Yeah, Joe Blow. Those are pretty interesting. Um, so what... Are they? <laughs> what, what was I'm it? It was so tired. It was right like now. Gary Sinise as as yes. uh, Gen, oh General Lane, right? Yeah, Gar- as Lois Lane's father. Yeah, that's an interesting yeah, one. I I do like that. I do too. I like that we're getting the all these ties to the DC universe. Um, that's what I like about Suicide Squad going mm. forward. These casts, uh, th- this cast is very interesting, and we still don't know who's taking over for no, Tom the, Hardy. The, huh? Right? There were some rumors that it was going to be Carl Urban. Right? There were, right? There was uh, mention of Joel Edgerton. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else? Uh, yeah, those are the names I heard. And uh, Jason Clark. Jason Clark. Thank right. You, but then JT. I heard Jason Clark was up for Deathstroke with you know the second choice. Yeah. Manginello didn't do it. Yeah, that's right. There's so many names out there. Yeah, for this. it sounds like they they want certain people and they just don't know where they're going to fit these people into the cast yeah um, is, but they want to work with jason clark whether he's flag or whoever this is are we getting dangerous with this uh movie here i mean i'm hearing little asides about how the script kind of wasn't that great from tom hardy's point of view that that's the real reason he left or that will smith was getting more time there's all that you know I that mean, high school mumbo jumble yeah talk. honestly i mean when i talked to the folks for that uh you know for the gyllenhaal story when, yeah um, but god i wish he would have done that that would have been great they they had said that it was simply a matter of scheduling with tom and that it wasn't anything related to the script i i totally believe latina review when they say that i can i can just see will smith come in and be like yo beef up my part uh, right, and then suddenly Rick Flag turns into the straight man in a sense. Yeah, the sort of government agent. Uh, who, who? Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I. I don't know the comic book well enough, honestly. I don't either at all. I mean, I, I again, it's kind of. I mean, I've I actually heard of that comic property more than I did Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. So, which everybody's comparing it to, which I think is a fair comparison. But I think um, Suicide Squad actually has the opportunity to do something even more revolutionary by making these villains the heroes so to speak right so if they stick the landing on this i think dc is going to look pretty good for the future i love this idea that the joker uh, sort of functions as a hannibal lecter type i do too like that oh my god like having jared leto in captivity behind bars the whole movie and then have him escape during the the final reel yeah to set up maybe a batman movie yep and then there's talk i also heard the rumor guys and I, I guess we probably should have issued a spoiler alert. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. guys. Uh, but I, I did love the idea of a Batman cameo to kind of tie it together a bit. Right. And I heard that it was like kind of via um, some like kind of surveillance footage of Joker or something right, like that. Right, right, right. That's very cool. If you can do that where it's not like, here's Batman, here's Batman, but like a, just a, a subtle nod. A subtle nod, that's really going to do it creatively for me. By the way, my mom has called me twice. Two more times. Maybe this is important, dude. Maybe this. No, is your dad okay? No, no. I, I know exactly why she's calling. Oh, okay. it's, and it's it's my mom it's being to bored. Clean your goddamn room, Mark. <laughs> I know. She's like, oh, sorry, I didn't clean my room. Well, that that'd be awkward. Next, <laughs> next time you take the car, you fill it up with gas. <laughs> I know. I'm almost forty, guys, and I live with my mom. That is not true. Not true at all. Oh, so John Barant, uh, 
Barenthal, sorry, should uh, was also mentioned. Right, Johnny B for uh, for Rick Flag, right? Thank, yeah, thank you, dude. John Barenthal is the man. He is such I, the I, man. I would sign him up in a heartbeat. I would too, because ever since he, I mean, loved him in Walking Dead, but sorry, Wolf of Wall Street, he is phenomenal in that. He was, great. and I did love him in uh, Fury as my, well. My parents actually just watched Fury, and they're like, we couldn't understand a word John Barenthal said. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know, I, I what is he using? A thick Tennessee accent? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. So, what else is out there? Let's talk about. Uh, hey, JTE, any word from uh, our special pr- uh, possible guest? Not yet. Ah, uh, not yet. Yeah, it might be tough. Now that Collider is exploding as it is, and he's getting a lot of exclusive interviews. So. Right. He's um, busy. Yeah, he is busy. But we will talk a little bit about Fantastic Four <laughs> and give Frosty the props he de- deserves. Yes. yes. Have you seen any movies lately? I mean, I yeah. know it's January. Yeah, I saw American Sniper okay. uh, this past weekend. And, and where'd you weigh in on, in on it? I loved it. I actually loved it. I okay. thought it was fantastic. Um, I, I I don't know why, uh, the, you know, I don't care about the, 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 politics. the politics behind it. Just judging I just, it as a movie. I'm judging it as a movie. I thought uh, Bradley Cooper was phenomenal. Um, I would, I did hear some criticisms of, Wanting to get a little bit more of the other side of the sniper, mm-hmm. um, maybe a, a dual storyline, which I thought they kind of did, but not enough. So I, I do I, like that idea, but overall, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I like that there is, uh, you know, a parallel sort of, you know, that the characters mirror each other. The movie's called American Sniper, though. Yeah, I don't need to know about this other guy. That and that's that's thank you. That's a good point. What this story is about, what I thought, what I really enjoyed was. When he go, comes home, and you're seeing that that uh, you know post traumatic right ha- uh, happening, as subtle as a lawnmower being turned on, and he just looks up and he's sweating. It's right. just it was he's gonna live life at light, live life like that, yeah, you know forever, yeah. And it's it just was it was heartbreaking to me. It, it really was to see that that to me was the story, mm-hmm. not what what was like. And it know, was given short shrift. I thought. What was that? The PTSD stuff was given short shrift, I thought. Yeah, yeah. I, it was in, obviously, the end, which, again, this is how detached I can get sometimes when I'm so busy. I didn't even know that the guy is actually dead in real life. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, and, and that's what is, that's what makes the tale so amazing is the irony that he survived four tours over there and then got killed on his own soil. And that's, I think, what, me being stupid and not <laughs> paying attention to to current affairs out there and missing that story. I mean, I think I I, I knew it, but I forgot her for whatever reason. So when the end comes in, it hit me like a ton of bricks. Like I was literally, <gasps> oh, yeah. I I don't get this whole thing by the media where it's like if you're up for an Oscar, then we're gonna essentially do a deep dive on on your real life characters yeah and try to like us you know character assassination so this is what the real chris kyle was like and he actually hated the women or you know he loved guns and hated it was just like who cares i don't need to i don't care about what chris kyle stood for in real life i care about the two hours in this movie yeah um i don't care about what lbj actually did during the selma days thank like, you just, it's it's a movie and you have to suspend your disbelief for a minute and get rid of based on a true story sure but they're not it right if it's based on a, a true story and it's a documentary and they just go here are the facts you make the decision no this they're filmmakers trying to make you care about something they're they're filmmakers that have a voice clint eastwood wants you to know this is what i feel about right. this and so are you going to go along for the ride that's up to you. And I went along for the ride. I just hate the media poking holes in, the, in these movies just I because it's too. Oscar time. I turn it down you and I something went... something historically accurate. Yeah, no. The, the, like, this was great. Like, the the way they set up the movie was brilliant. And how it, it just was so great. It was so great. So I, I love that. And, and it gives me more hope that Bradley Cooper is Indiana Jones. See anything else? I mean, there's a lot. So what did you think? Let's... let's uh, we're... It's 9.45. Maybe Frosty's going to be able to come in, but we don't know yet. So, guys, a little bit of backstory in case he does call in. He got to drop a huge exclusive for his site. Right. Um, this this was pretty huge, in my opinion, because we had heard zip about Fantastic Four. And the media and us started to fill in the blanks by saying, oh, it's in trouble. Oh, it's going to suck. Oh, it's Chronicle 2. Oh. Uh, Josh Trank is being fired. Oh, he's not going to be on Star Wars. Oh, everything happened. Mm-hmm. And then Frosty comes in with a haymaker and goes, here's a lot of information for you. I got an exclusive interview. It was about time for Fox to move. 
Yeah, I think they had to do something. So do you think, in your professional opinion, that Fox went out to Collider and said, hey, why don't you have this? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I mean, unless, me unless Steve was really angling for it um, for the he last few been. weeks or months. Yeah. It could have been a, 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 a that as well as Fox saying, yeah, you're right. Okay. But yeah, he, he asked, you know, the questions that I think we were all wondering about. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then complimenting that interview with the trailer. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, context informing each other and what and whatnot. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was a great trailer. I thought it looked really good. Yeah, it looked really different than than most superhero movies and and the familiar beats that we see in all those trailers. Yeah. Um, and the cast looks sick. Sick, I thought. Yeah, I I when I first saw it, a lot of people were asking me on Twitter what I thought, and I was like, yeah, you know, I liked it. You know, I wasn't blown away. Mm-hmm. And then it was weird. I started to want to watch it again. I was like, hi, I want to watch that again, and I watch it again and then i liked it even more and then i watched it again and you know i do like that's what's weird i kept thinking about that shot of the human torch that long shot and i was talking about it off air with these guys it looked i called it artsy but i liked the way it was shot it looks so different than all these like in your face definitely marvel who has the very popcorn feel like here you go we're gonna have a lot of fun not a lot of darkness to it you know this is very much in the like i see this coming from the studio of x-men and dawn of the planet of the apes and you know very straight forward like realistic movie right and so there's a lot of sci-fi in it that gets me excited um it looks very cool i love the shot of jamie bell at, at bat yeah Right? Like, yeah, he looked like just like a brawler. What, yeah. What, what street is Ben Grimm from? What's it called? What do they call him? No, you don't know. I don't know. I'm not, see, that's the thing. I'm not a Fantastic Four fan of the comics. I kind of, you know, I read them when they would like kind of cross over with my Spidey in the comics and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But I've never been a big fan and I wasn't a fan of the, the Tim Story, you know, uh, adaptation to a couple, however many years ago, the two movies. Um, so this looks just nice. I liked it. I was blown away by the trailer. Uh, after everything was said and done, and I watched it a bunch of more times, I was like, yeah, I, I can get behind this. So do you think now that we got a good movie? <laughs> the trailers could fool you. We don't know yet, guys. These rumors could be true. I've said all along that I think uh, I have total faith in Josh Trank. Yes. And I've had, you know, uh, my differences with him, uh, you know, as people. Yeah. Um, well, now, you were talking on Twitter to Josh Trank. And then we found out that... That wasn't actually Josh that Trank. That wasn't Josh Trank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... No, I, I'd heard a rumor and had been checking in on that rumor. Yeah. And then someone had told me that Josh Trank was upset that I was looking into that rumor. And I'm like, hey, man, I'm just doing my job. Yeah. Um, and, you know, my job's to look into stuff. It's not like I reported anything. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, that wasn't even Josh Trank. Yeah, it wasn't. So, uh, <laughs> jo- Josh Trank, you can follow on Twitter at Joshua Trank. Yeah. Um, you know, I-, I expect he'll, he'll have a guarded social media presence. Sure. But, uh, I just think that the fact that he's on there, you know, speaks volumes. He's willing to interact with the fans. Yeah, it was very interesting. It, it was like we got an influx of Fantastic Four interviews, and then he makes his presence known on social media. It was yeah. all kind of in the in like two days' time. It seemed very calculated. Yes, it did. And he believe no one else had taken Joshua Trank. Yeah, right. I know. Maybe he maybe he bought the Twitter handle. I don't know. Who knows? But I so. Dude, hey, what's going on in there? Jake <laughs> <laughs> tears. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if you got. I probably, I probably called unwanted <laughs> attention to that. Um, but anyway, I do think it's going to be a good movie. Um, I think so. I mean, yeah. I, even if it just holds to what we saw in the trailer, if it just holds to that kind of um, tone, and we know Josh Trank can do a good movie. Um, but Ken Napsok last night said something interesting, which I want your opinion because I know you you are a fan and support Josh Trank. He says it was Max Landis's script that was what elevated chronicle i don't know i mean what are your thoughts on that we've heard all kinds of rumors about who who deserves most of the credit for chronicle sure um yeah i've heard the same things about you know max but uh, that movie didn't direct itself exactly so you gotta have to look you you have the director is he is the king of of everything, yeah. He had so, Josh Trank had a great piece of material to work off of in, yes. in Chronicle. He, he listen. He also made the casting decisions. I mean, yeah, he was also involved in those, mm-hmm. uh, and and those three guys were excellent. So, yep. Yeah, I just I, you know have have faith in Josh Trank, guys. Yeah, I because if 
from what I saw from the look, and these are very educated uh, opinions, I would say, because you look at Chronicle. Okay, and you go, and who cares about troubled productions? If there is trouble in the production, we talked about it. Christian brought it up, made some great points last night on the main show. Like he's been hearing problems from different people all around, like reliable sources. So mm-hmm. he's a little worried. However, what I will say to that is that there are there can be problems on sets all the time, and a good pro- yeah. you just have to look at the product. There were problems on set of Titanic, folks. S- thank you. I mean, that's, that's uh, the pr- I was going to go there. What did you think of like the tone though? Because I, I think you had mentioned that the tone didn't necessarily feel Fantastic Four y. Yeah, I know, and that's what I liked about it. Yeah, me the too. tone like it's totally so radically different because if you look at the source material, you got a guy that stretches. <laughs> You got a rock monster, you got a guy that bursts into flames, and you have an invisible woman. It's a comic book, and you just on paper you're like, huh? Right. And you and you can maybe think about the 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 previous iterations of this. And yeah, then I'm hoping for the, a 180 from those uh, Chris Evans, Jessica Alba movies. Yes, so. and I think it absolutely is based off of the trailer. So my educated opinion on this. Looking at Chronicle, looking at the trailer, knowing and liking and being fans of, of, uh, Trank and, and Simon Kinberg too. He's a great writer. He wrote this thing. So it's, I, I'm excited. And if we have a sci-fi version, we actually dropped a little bit of an exclusive, like knowing that there's a, a different element. There's not a spaceship this time. It's kind of something different. I really like that. It's kind of very grounded in reality. It's science-based. It looks awesome. So I'm very excited. Speaking of looking awesome. Yeah. I'm looking at a photo that uh, Justin Kroll just retweeted oh. of Tarantino, Sam Jackson, and who I think is Kurt Russell. Uh, are we talking Hateful Eight here? Dude, yeah. They're, they're filming ha- Hateful Eight now. Ooh. That is Kurt Russell, right? <laughs> he looks like Santa Claus. Oh, my he God. He looks like a fucking badass. Yeah. he. Lo- <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> He looks like like Wyatt Earp, like twenty Sam, years later. Sam Jackson tweeted it out, so you guys can check that out. But it, it looks like the Hateful Eight team is getting a uh, a Kingsman screening. Yeah, and we're going to talk more about that film probably not until next week, Kingsman, because um, it opens in mid February. Have you seen it yet? No, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, I saw it. Yeah, I want to see it. It's quite good. That's what um, I hear. Yeah, you know, you know, we had Katie Sackoff on last night, and oh. she was so. It was between her and Jennifer Jason Lee for Hateful Eight, and she mentioned that. House. I mean, it was like the most crushing. Yeah, I know you didn't know that. What? I didn't know that. You didn't? No. Oh my god! And you're you're rolling your eyes like that's not going to work. I'm like, really, Katie? <laughs> yeah. I know. It was. I mean, that's so terrible. This girl in the show. I know, right? You haven't met her yet, have you? No. Yeah, and she's I like awesome. Her. She's awesome. But I was like, was it really between you and Jennifer Jason Lee? That's I mean, she. Not what I heard. Okay. Well, this is what I heard, and this is from the horse's mouth from her. Very she different. Yeah. Well, she actually said. If you know the script and you know what what Tarantino is trying to do, it makes perfect sense that they cast older because I guess Jennifer Jason Lee is, is older. Than I heard there's another reason too. Jennifer Jason Lee got that movie. Really? And what's that? Do you know? <laughs> I'll tell you off the air. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> um, but she did say uh, that she got to audition for with Tarantino. Sure, I and I I believe that. Yeah. So she thought she was going to get the part. That's what Katie was saying. So I I I just adore her, so I think that's great that she got to do that, but I'm excited for Hateful Eight, guys. I know you are. Is Channing Tatum, Channing Tatum one of the Hateful Eight? Yes, he is, isn't he? No. He's not? I don't think so. Okay. No, I think I don't know. I think he's like the the straggling ninth guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he's among among the actual Hateful Eight. Okay. Um, because no one knows who he's playing. Okay, is that two minutes, JT? Yeah, got it. Okay, so it looks like, guys, sorry, we're not going to get Frosty. Oh, wow. um, yeah, it sucks, but you know what? He's busy. And uh, guys, go ahead and, and tweet out to Frosty at Collider. I believe it's Collider Frosty out there on t- on the Twitter machine. And just say, bang up job, Fantastic Four. Give him a congratulations from Schmoville. Oh, uh, I mean, there's some real quick bits here. Uh, yeah. John Wick directors doing Cowboy Ninja Viking. That yeah, was cool. speaking of Chris Pratt. Cool news. Right? Yeah, I dig that. I dig that. Yeah, those guys did a good job with John Wick. It they did. John they Wick was a, a surprise for me. Yeah, I, really I really enjoyed the hell out of it. And to think about this Cowboy... What is it? The Cowboy Ninja Viking. Cowboy Ninja Viking. I always like dyslexic. Get a, like Viking Ninja Cowboy or whatever. This sounds fun. This movie sounds so much yeah, fun. Yeah, I think it could be cool. And and speaking of movies like John Wick that I really enjoyed, um, I watched Everly this week. Everly? What's uh, that? I haven't heard that. With Salma Hayek in like a hotel room fending off all these assassins. Ooh. 
That's uh, fun. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, yeah. Okay. It, it was pretty wild. That's cool. I'd recommend that. Um, but I think we do need to wrap it up. So the last thing we're going to talk about, uh, what do we do Chiwetel for? Doctor Strange? No, we, we haven't talked about that. And I also wanted to get something from you. Uh, I wanted what? to find out if you heard anything. Did you hear about Total Geeks? It's a site I, didn't, I haven't heard about. They dropped an exclusive last night saying that uh, Orphan Black, uh, t- uh, Tat- Tatiana Maslany. Yep. was yeah. was cast. In the standalone Star Wars, did you have you heard anything? No, not happening. She dropped out of a play yesterday, the Neil Labute play. Yes, yeah, that's all I'll say. Okay, okay, guys, you can uh, you can look into that. However, you may want to do that. Okay, so Jeff, let's talk about Doctor Strange. I mean, yeah, um, real, real quick, Chuatel Ch- Ch- is doing Doctor Strange. Okay, like that's, it hasn't been confirmed happening. really, but no, it, it hasn't there's been, been rumors. And but I, I've I've spoken to people who have spoken to him directly, and he said, yeah, that yeah, he is blocking off his fall for okay. that movie. I don't know what the role is. You know, there's been a lot of speculation. Yeah. I, I was throwing out Ancient One rumors because I don't think that the Ancient One needs to look ancient. No. Um, it can be an embodiment was, of a I thing, I was told right? specifically he's not the villain, so it sounds okay. like maybe he's not Baron Mordo if that is the villain. See, I'm so not up on my Doctor yeah, Strange. I don't, I don't know it either. Someone yeah. else mentioned a Wong or something, a monk. I don't, I yeah, don't really I, know. Yeah, again, the source material escapes me. Um, you know, I just know the character, you right. know, and, and again, when I, I talk about my crossover uh, comics that I read, you know, he pops in there every once in a while, but Doctor Strange is kind of over my head, so, yeah, I heard this rumor too, and we covered it on the site, and it sounds great, I just love him, period so if he's in the movie with Benedict what was, what was that site that ran the Tatiana Maslany thing? Uh, Total Geeks I'll check that out. Yeah. All right. We, you, you can you can cue us out, JT. It's there you time. go, guys. We've, we've reached so our limit. we reached our limit, guys. That's our show. A very intimate Meet the Movie Press with Jeff Snyder back from Sundance. Uh, guys, be sure and subscribe. Comments on the iTunes. You will find that on iTunes. Meet the Movie Press on the Popcorn Top Network. And Jeff, where can the good people find you? Find me on Twitter at, at the Insider. You, my yeah. voice just cracked, guys. <laughs> You've been Sundancing it, man. Yeah, it happens. I've got no voice. Uh, at the Insider on Twitter. Follow my stuff on therap.com. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back next week with a guest of some kind. Yes, we will. Uh, we're working on a couple people. In fact, uh, El Miembe threw uh, Drew at HitFix out there. We're going to work on getting him in finally. So, guys, I'm uh, Mark Riley. You can find me at Riley Around on Twitter, every day on schmoesno.com. And, guys, again, like us on Facebook. You know, we hit 1,200 likes on our Facebook page. Congratulations. Yeah, we're pretty pretty awesome over there. Meet the Movie Press on Facebook. And, of course, please share, subscribe, comment on iTunes. Keeps the lights on here. Folks, we'll see you next week. Thanks. Go Pats! From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Spitek, Christian Harloff, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principals.